Welcome to episode 15 of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating through life after pregnancy or infant loss. I'm your host, Justine. March is Pregnancy After Loss Awareness Month, and today I'll be sharing more about my first time going through PAL, what I did differently, and why. everyone. Thanks for listening in today. I hope the past week has been gentle on you all, especially with the time change this past weekend. It is not fun to lose an hour of sleep, especially when you have trouble sleeping like me. I'm also just not a morning person. I've been trying to be better about it and having a morning husband and a morning baby certainly helps but still definitely not a morning person. Um, On the bright side, Everett has pretty much had a seamless transition with the time change. He has always been ready to go to bed by 6.30, so I was kind of grateful that the time change meant he can stay up later and go to bed at 7.30 instead. But nope, two days later and he's back to wanting to go to bed at 6 30 again so I shared a couple weeks ago that Will and I are thinking of expanding our family again and mentally preparing to have another baby and man it's been hard after Stephen died I used I would get these nightmares of babies dying and I had dreams about Everett dying too both before and after he was born And a common theme in my dreams would be that babies would die whenever I held them. And this made me so afraid to hold babies in real life. The dreams are less frequent now, but they still do occur. And I think as I mentally prepare to go through pregnancy again, they've been coming back. And this time I'm having dreams of all the ways a pregnancy could go wrong. And every time I feel guilty waking up with a sense of like should I have done something different what could I have done differently I know that Stephen dying was not my fault we got tests done and everything came back normal but it's really hard not to feel like I could have done something to save him you know like I should have been able to do something to make sure he lived and for so long I felt like a bad mom because I didn't know. I didn't know that he died. I didn't feel it. And I was just blissfully waiting for the kicks that were never coming. And I was looking forward to soothe a baby that would never cry. It's hard to fully grasp that there was nothing I could have done to prevent Stephen's death. I think it's part of human nature to want to have some kind of control. Nine months of pregnancy is a long time, and sometimes I wonder, how can I go that long just trusting that everything's going to work out? And during the year after Stephen died, I replayed my pregnancy with him over and over again. What could I have done differently? Should we not have moved houses? Did he die because I ate these foods? Was it because I did these exercises? There was nothing I could have done, and I knew that. I know that. It's just hard to accept 
And so with Everett's pregnancy, I did everything differently and more. Any foods that were in a gray area, I did not eat. I slept on my side, my left side, every night for nine months. I did not do any exercises beyond neighborhood walks. It was as if to be able to have hope, Everett's pregnancy needed to be completely different from Stephen's pregnancy. There's a mantra you'll hear in pregnancy after loss support groups sometimes. Different pregnancy, different baby, different outcome. I don't know how many of us really believe it when we say it. It's not because we don't want to, but it's hard. It's hard to believe that. It's like we're all teetering on the edge of expecting both life and death. And this is a phrase I've had to repeat to myself often, that I don't know what happened during my first pregnancy, but Everett's pregnancy, my second pregnancy, the baby was alive and kicking, and I needed to hope for him. I said this to myself even more so after I passed the 22-week gestation point because that was like the first time I could fully grasp that this pregnancy was really different from my last pregnancy. The truth is, no one can guarantee the outcome of pregnancy. We can try all we want, do all the right things, but we just don't know. And all we can do is our best, right? All we can do is hope. And you know, it can be tiring to be so hopeful. So if you are trying to conceive, if you are feeling frustrated, if you are struggling through a hard pregnancy after loss, I want you to know it's okay to give yourself a break. It's okay to take a break from hoping. And it's okay to grieve while you hope. Hope is a hard thing to do when you've lived through the worst thing imaginable. When you've already held a life lost in your arms. When you have memories of what that's like. So be gentle on yourself. You are a different person now than you were before. It's okay to do things a little different and it's okay to do things a lot different. And I know that there is one thing that will never change, even as grief rocks our world and changes us so deeply. The one thing that will always stay the same is that we will always love our babies, both Earthside and not, and everything we go through and have gone through, it's all for them. <laughs>